Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Well, you may notice if you are a day of listener that our upload date is now a little bit different. We're switching things up uh, no longer on Fridays, but there's good reason for that. You know, podcast gods and all. Anyway, we're back. And this week we are highlighting Sarah Darling. Now, I wanted to bring her in. Because I've been following her the entire time that I've been here in Nashville. And she was on that show, Rising Star, with Brad Paisley, which I watched and had so many questions about. So I really wanted to bring her in for that and for the fact that she is really gaining this huge country music following in Europe, which is just really interesting to me. So we talk about both those things and more. So let's just get right to it. Here we go. Well, Sarah, darling, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. It's lovely to meet you. It's lovely to meet you as well, which is crazy that I haven't met you because, I mean, we've both been doing this for a while. I do not know how our paths haven't crossed, but I'm glad that they are right now. Me as well. Me as well. So I want to start things off with the fact that you have been doing this for a while. You've been in this for close to a decade and you have seen the industry shift, change, just be completely different, I'm sure, from when you started. What has it been like proving yourself as an artist in this industry? It's it's so crazy to think about. I moved to Nashville, um, I guess it's been almost 14 years ago, which is insane to think about. Um, I feel I feel really blessed that I've got to see this. Uh, it's been a very, I, I call it a journey, mm-hmm. um, ups and downs and, and, you know, the, the good and the bad. And, um, but I think through it all, as of recent, I've, I felt like I've found more of myself than I ever have. And I think that Nashville has actually been a big part of that, finding myself and, yeah. and, and seeing other females and, and just kind of seeing this, you know, there's some struggle for females getting on, on radio and, and just sort of seeing that power. It really mm-hmm. does like sort of ignite something in you subliminally that, you know, and I've seen that over the last few years for me is, you know, I've kind of felt like I've come into my own. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, you know, obviously right now it is a very difficult time to be a woman in country music. Maybe it's starting to shift a little bit because these conversations are happening, but there's been several years now that it's been really a male dominated genre when it comes to the radio. So do you feel like you are seeing that shift with the radio right now? Or is it still like frustrating for you to watch this? I think it's, it's definitely still frustrating, but I do feel very optimistic about it. I love how hard women work and and, and, you know, to be honest with you, you know, as far as like listening to women, there's, you know, women are very artistic and, and what they're doing right now is really moving. I feel very optimistic that it is going to change, but it's also very frustrating. It makes mm-hmm. me want to work harder. And uh, it just makes me admire girls, when, especially on social media, when everybody's encouraging each other, which I see quite a bit. It's which, happening a lot right which now. Which I yeah. love because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to. And, right. and the fact that people are saying, hey, you've got a new single coming out. That's amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really the difference. Well, yeah, and because for such a long time, people have just pitted women against other women. And Which it's just so ridiculous, yeah, isn't it? But then it makes this really kind of horrible just standard where we feel like there's not enough room for many women. So you feel jealousy, you feel, you know, there's a lot of different emotions that you go through being a female because of how it's kind of been set up. So how do you deal with situations like that when you're seeing other females succeed do you feel like you've gotten to the point where you genuinely honestly just feel like yay go her 
it's funny. It's it's a it's been a process. I think yeah. that you, you definitely do see. You know, you'll, it's right in front of your face on social media. Okay, that person just released a single and they're on the radio and, and you see it people at different paces in their career. Mm-hmm. I think as I've gotten older, I've, I've definitely become more comfortable with... It's about somebody's season and saying like, all right, girl, you go do this. This is your time. Yeah. But I think that's good though. Like if you're happy for somebody else, it, it's better for you. You Amen. know, it makes... Yeah. You know, it gives you a little light and makes you shine when it's your time. Well, it is your time right now, especially (laughs) over across the pond. Oh, my gosh. It's been fascinating watching your journey and building your name and your brand over there. Tell me about the audience over in Europe. Thank you so much. It's a a really fun story. So my husband is British. Yeah. Uh, we, We got married five years ago. And around that time, I went over, you know, I think it was like our first Christmas together. And I decided to book a, a very small show in London and oh that was like a random decision it was a random decision whoa and then you know that that was wonderful and I loved it and then I booked something called country to country which Mm -hmm. is it's this gigantic country music festival you might also see it as c to c yeah exactly Uh and that sort of started the entire process for me I hadn't released uh, my record yet it was called dream country at that Mm -hmm. time I just felt so much love uh, coming from the UK so I decided I'm going to put half my time in the UK. It's part of my love story and just show them the love that they've given me back. So I go over, I've been going over about three or four times a year for the last five years. And it's like grown into this beautiful thing. And I did my first headline tour about six months ago, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Uh, You know, I had a moment like being in this big, beautiful venue called Union Chapel where there was 500 people there and it was just sort of a, a wonderful growth to see. And as well, British Summertime, which I just played with yes. uh, James Taylor and Paul Simon. So it was Oh, great. no big deal. Yeah, no big you know, deal. Right? Whatever, just let me pick up those names. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how does your husband feel about all of this? Because he must be really excited. That must be like a sense of pride for his home country to have you be successful there. It's really funny because he's like... He's like, you've been places I've never been to in England. It's just funny. I've toured now, and I, th- I think it's exciting for him because he loves Nashville. He would never, he would never leave Nashville. Yeah. But I have like this other life that his mom is secretly happy that he gets, she gets to see her son more because of me because I'm right. coming over to Europe all the time. So it's never anything when you see so much success in a different area that's not your home town your home state your home country is there ever any part of you that you just want to fully commit to the other country because you just know that it's working there absolutely in fact this particular project so i'm working on a brand new album Mm -hmm. as we speak and i did make a commitment to um to write half my time with british country writers and so basically this next album is going to be a merge of the two worlds. And nice. I think before I, you know, I'd written with a lot of my, my friends in Nashville and people I love, but this is me actually like collaborating with UK writers and going to bring that all to life. And, and it's really a new adventure, me spending so much time. I'm a Midwestern girl right. who lives in Nashville and spending time in the UK and starting to unfortunately get a little bit of a British accent. Uh, do you and, feel and, like you and, are? At times, yeah, people are telling me that and I was like, no, they're winning. Well, and imagine <laughs> like when you're there, it must be pretty strong, right? Because you're constantly talking with people with the accent. Like, I, I understand that. Like, I do the same thing yeah. when I'm like with somebody super Southern, you know. And then all I, of a sudden you're speaking Southern. Yes. Yeah, it's funny because, yeah, I, I write with friends from Southern states and I all of a sudden start talking in a 
a southern accent. I love it. Yeah. So did you write Wasted with British writers? I did not, actually. So that Wasted is a song that I've had for about 10 years in my catalog. And I kind of pushed it aside for a very long time Mm -hmm. and decided... I love this song so much. I want to I want to put it out in the world. And basically the story is someone from England, I played it at a live show and they're like, please release that because it means so much to me. And that really meant something to me is yeah. like when, when someone says a song that it's really deep. It's about alcoholism. You mm-hmm. know, that was a true story of, of somebody I love going through a hard time. That's interesting that one person could kind of change that track for you. Yeah, they did. I remember her distinctly coming up and, and saying how much that song meant for her and it just opened my eyes yeah so one other thing that i really wanted to talk to you about well there's plenty of stuff but one thing was rising star yes because i watched (laughs) the show back in the day and i i remember i had heard of you before and like we were all excited we're like oh my god one of the girls from country music you know is on rising star can you tell me a little bit what that experience was like because i have like a million questions i mean if you if you're not familiar this was the show that brad paisley was on kesha and who was the other Oh gosh, was um, it like Ludacris? Yeah, Ludacris, and Ludacris, yes. and it ran for one season. Sarah was on it. So what? What was that like? It was honestly, it, I describe it as a rea- obviously it was a reality show, yeah. but it was like the Amazing Race, but also singing. It felt like so like intense. You yeah. Know? Well, and they were trying to be so different from all the rest of the stuff. So it felt like they just had you doing so much stuff. Yeah. So imagine performing in front of a wall yeah and and the wall had a million little tiny pixel screens on it and so basically everyone had an app and they could watch you at home and if they liked you they swiped right i think it was like it was like (laughs) tinder honestly it was like the tinder of reality shows yeah and and so you're you're sitting up there and you're like do they like me do they not like me i don't know what i'm doing and and um, I think the first song I sang was a Casey Musgrave song, Mary Go Round, I remember. I love, yeah. You know, I love Casey so much. And I did get through it, which was great. Mm-hmm. But like the the actual nerves experience was was crazy. Well, and then right after that, Brad Paisley had invited you to the Opry with him, right? Yes. So was, that wasn't the first time you played the Opry, though, was it? It was not the first time, but I got to sing Whiskey Lullaby with him. Yeah. And that was pretty, that was like in my top, top five moments, like incredible so like real talk though in those moments i feel like the celebrity always kind of like is really behind you for a minute and then it just goes away what was that like i mean did he do you continue to talk with brad do you continue to talk to with with anybody on the show no it's funny because i feel like you know those shows they're they're difficult for me because you know i'm I'm friends with a lot of the the contestants you know Mm -hmm. I, i follow them in fact one of them is now on a TV show, which is really cool. So I'm like, you know, like a scripted TV show. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Her name's Alice and she's like on, I think something called it takes two. And I'm like super excited Whoa. for her. Yeah. Um, but we like connect, you know, we're like mm. secretly rooting for each other, but I feel like the shows themselves, it's, it's not always, it's, it's sort of like this fake, fake reality sense of, right. um, you know, you know, you're going to go off and get a record deal because actually the gentleman that did win, I'm not, I have not heard from. And so I think that's, that's the sad part about Mm -hmm. those types of shows is that it almost feels like they're using, you know, the artists and stuff to me. I don't know if it feels like that to you as as being in there. It does. I feel like it's, you know, the hosts are obviously getting publicity and Mm -hmm. sadly, some of these artists are in contracts with the show that they can't get out of. 
and they're trying to figure I hear out. horror yes, stories. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Like almost when you're on those shows, you almost don't want to win because then you're, no. you're going to be under a crazy no. contract. So would you ever consider doing something like The Voice or American Idol or something? Or are you putting that in the past? I'm putting in the past, yeah. actually. I feel like I've done a, you know, I've done a couple, actually. Mm-hmm. I did Rising Star and I left top top 10 which meant that i didn't have to like be do it sign anything sign do any anything so yeah. i was happy with that mm-hmm. and but yeah i've decided that i'm really like happy just singing my songs and yeah. figuring out my own path but but i do love the like i love them for other people just not me so now that you are doing all this traveling you yeah. said about five times a year over to europe and do it, and I saw you were just on vacation. Oh like, my goodness, yes. You, you're, you're quite the jet setter lately. So in your free time on those long, long flights, what are you doing <laughs> with yourself? Honestly, um, because I've watched most of the movies on international flights, I feel like lately, um, a lot of times I'm definitely, you know, especially right now working on a new record, I'm sort of building a storyline of this like big adventure I've been going on. So part of the idea around the new record is that it is uncommon that, Somebody from Nashville is spending so much time. Right. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like build that into a real story into, you know, this country meets the UK and, yeah. and they love country music over there. So I spent a lot of time listening to songs and my husband's a, in design and branding. So he, he has me always thinking about like me as a brand and like how, mm-hmm. how you move that into a, a new place and, and inspire people and take people into your world. So. I'm always working, I feel like, even on the plane. Right. So yeah. even when you're listening to music, you're working. What are you listening to right now? Like, what's your favorite Ooh. go-to album or playlist? I'm a big fan of Carly Pierce. I mm. think she's wonderful. She was just here a few weeks oh, ago. Well, she, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love her. And um, I'm a big fan of Thomas Rhett. I've, like, mm-hmm. become, like, the, it's, like, my guilty pleasure. I love, like, all of his stuff. And <laughs> you just called him a guilty pleasure yeah no, it's like, i don't know why i say guilty pleasure but i love i just love thomas Rhett. I think. yeah like he's so much fun and and maren morris and are you strictly country or do you like to branch out and listen to so other I'm genres a huge coldplay fan Ooh, okay love nice. coldplay um I, I listen to a lot of folk stuff so like yeah. you know uh james taylor like i'll bust in like some james taylor heck yeah yeah so oh, I'm nice. like all over the board, though. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so now back to a little bit of this conversation of women. Right now, yeah. we are experiencing quite the women's movement. And there's Me Too. There's women in country music. There's women in the workplace. There's all of this stuff happening. As a woman, have you experienced any really uncomfortable situations? I mean, you have to deal with so many different kinds of people. And if you have... How do you deal with that? And what advice do you have for women who might be dealing with stuff like that right now? I've definitely, I've definitely experienced uh, uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. um, in the industry as a, you know, interactions with fans. I mean, and you started very young. So, yes, like, and I think it's interesting how some people think that they can't say something. And that's the, that's the struggle I have now because I, I actually feel like I was that person where I just like mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything like when you I'm try just, to justify so things to too, right yeah you know and that is the wrong answer mm-hmm. um and I think you know my advice always is ugh, be strong be bold like you deserve the stars like women deserve wonderful beautiful things and um they just bring a lot of beauty to the world so like don't don't sit back and and just take it, you know, you just, mm-hmm. yeah. Are there up. any situations that have really kind of shaped you and or maybe changed you to become a different kind of woman? Yeah, I think, you know, my experience like early on in the music industry, um, 
I felt very bullied into doing certain songs or looking a certain way. Well, and I've heard that from and artists. I'm, like, you yeah, know. And I think that's my biggest regret because yeah. now I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what, what people think about me. Like I, I'm, I try to be myself, mm-hmm. you know, with the clothes that I wear. And if I wear dresses every day, that's fine. Like be, be who you are because yeah. that's who people will connect with is you. Like they want to see who you are. But I think that's my biggest regret is, is being kind of bullied into Dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, way, like say this. And I'm like, no, I Mm -hmm. don't want to say that, you know? And that's the thing. Like, would you think that if you current Sarah Darling was talking to 18, 20 year old Sarah Darling, do you think that your younger self would have understood that how to say no to that or how to not just listen to what everybody else says? Or do you think you had to go through everything in order? I think I had to go through my, my journey in order to experience that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always quite shy as a kid. And so Mm. I think, you know, there's like sort of this opening up process that happens for people at different times. It's true. There's nothing wrong with the journey. Yeah, exactly. But I always try to like, if, if younger artists come up to me and ask me anything, I always say that I'm like, be yourself. Don't be afraid. Just go with your instinct. Like whatever. Instinct is so important. Uh And like, it gets you really like, it gets you very far, you know, Mm -hmm. you you can surprise yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I know we need to wrap up a little soon here because we want to get to your performances, but two more things I really want to cover while we're right here on the podcast. One, um, the name of this podcast is women want to hear women for anybody that might be new. It's called this because there is this phrase women don't want to hear women that I have had said to my face. Artists have had said to their face many times. When you hear that phrase, Sarah, women don't want to hear women, how do you react? It honestly hurts me, mm-hmm. like, from the inside out. Um, it's just not true. I Anybody I could go have a conversation on the street would actually, you know, just as much prefer to hear a woman. And the equality is... Is, it's just not it's not there at mm-hmm. the moment and so it hurt it hurts me it also drives me and I think it drives a lot of women to say okay so if I'm not going to win at this game I'm going to become stronger and yeah. undeniable and I've I've seen you know like artists like Maren Morris who I mean she's just a force and she inspires mm-hmm. me so mm-hmm. I look at you know those types of women and they're inspiring. And luckily they're here today. People like you, people like Marin. We're so glad that you guys are representing country Aww, music. Thank you. So and you as well. Oh, like, well, thank you. I think that's important Like that you give a voice to thank all you. of us. I appreciate that. So speaking of other women, we do want to put together the Women Want to Hear Women playlist for this week. Sarah, I'm going to be picking some of your songs to contribute to this. Ooh, but I want fun. to hear who you think everybody should be listening to this okay. week. Um, I've thought about this. I'm I'm such a fan of Wild West by Runaway June. Runaway June, I love those girls. I love that song yeah. so much. That song completely takes me like to like an old western, and mm-hmm. I just love it. Love that pick. Um, Cassidy Pope, "Take You Home." Ooh, that one's so good. Yes, love yeah. Cassidy, and she's just—I mean, her voice is amazing, powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm throwing in a, a wild card. So this is a British country duo Ooh. in the UK called Ward Thomas, and they have a song called "Carry You Home." So if you want to hear somebody new. Oh, wait, I'm excited for that. I haven't yes, heard this song. I love this song. So I sing this song after they play it. Like, uh-huh. I'm just like singing it over and over oh, again. Oh, cool. Um, Marin Morris, 80s Mercedes, just because. Top notch, yes. That song just feels great. Mm-hmm. Feels like summer. And then Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. Love that song. 
Oh, yeah. this is a perfect pick. Oh my gosh. Okay, so awesome. You have to go check out that Women Want to Hear Women playlist and also check out my picks. I'm going to send them to you after I do and you got to let me know how I did. I'm excited. And now let's just move on to performances. Which songs are... So you're going to do a cover to kind of keep this sisterhood alive. You're going to play it forward. Yes. What cover are you going to do? So I'm actually going to play Every Little Thing because I'm obsessed with Carly Pierce and oh. Emily Shackleton is uh, a very good friend of mine who wrote that with her. So I was just going to sing that song today. Oh, that's going to be awesome. (laughs) And then which one of your songs? So I just wrote a brand new song um, in the UK, never been heard before. (gasps) And I wrote it with a guy named Ash house and uh he he wrote with ellie goulding lights which is like one of my favorite songs of all time so we wrote this cool country song together all right well let's get to it thank you so much sarah darling for being here you are so fantastic and i just i appreciate you so much thank you thank you so much well that is it for this week guys at least on the podcast you can still go over if you want some more content which i think you should because there's two really great performance videos from Sarah Darling at NashCountryDaily.com. Also, I want to encourage you guys to keep tweeting us who you would like to see featured next on the podcast. You can tweet me. I'm at Elena D. Smith or at NashCNTRYDaily. Use that hashtag, Women Want to Hear Women. Also, I want to thank Brian Webb and Jim Casey, the Women Want to Hear Women team, who continue to prove that not only women want to hear women, guys, we know that you do too. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day or night or whatever. Bye.